uh, out of class, gentlemen. Fighter pilots. Young Georgie, S. Ruby. Who? Me? And of course, Sam Chabo. Yeah, we back. Hartsfield Jackson. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Young JG in the passenger. We know we keep the burner. Hey everyone, this is Dallin. I have some exciting news. Uh, SkyWest has resumed its hiring and training. I will begin training again on May 27th, 2021, flying the CRJ. I'm really excited. Obviously, I've never gone through uh, training at a regional airline before, so I will be doing a YouTube channel under just my name, Dallin Wortham, kind of documenting what it's like to go through training at SkyWest. And once I hit the line, I'll try my best to kind of record a day in the life of, you know, an airline pilot. I'm really excited. I'm stoked. And I want you guys to come along this journey with me. So make sure to go onto YouTube, follow my channel. I'll uh, make sure to try to create content that is fun and insightful. Enjoy this episode that I did with Just As Pilot. Um, they are a pilot aviation content creator that I found on YouTube. Um, their names are Genesis and Mauricio. They are fantastic. You will love this episode with them. Here we go. Everyone, welcome to the Begin to Fly podcast. My name is Dallin. I'm just a CFI in Spanish Fork, Utah, and I'm really excited for today because I have a really cool guest that, um, well, two guests that that we have. Um, I've listened to their content. They they produce content on YouTube and other um, social media platforms like Instagram, and I've really gotten a lot of value from their content. And I reached out to them and they were very gracious with their time and and jumped on this podcast with us today um their brand is just as pilot and i'll turn the time over to them so that they can introduce themselves if you guys want to go ahead sure hi my name is genesis i am uh currently working with just as pilot which we created about um i think a year and a half ago no less or a less year. than that <laughs> a year yeah it was during the pandemic that we created it and it's been an amazing experience to you know like share um so many interviews with that we have done and content on social media to inspire and motivate people on pursuing aviation and yeah um, um i'm mauricio and uh, i'm also behind justice pilot and uh, i'm glad to be here i'm just um glad that i get to talk to you and to all of your um, listeners, and uh, we're, we're very looking forward to it. Fantastic. So I um, was basically trying to find content on, you know, what it's like to be a pilot. Like I enjoy watching the the YouTubers like flying with Big Earn, flying with Garrett, Swain Martin, I'm sure you guys have seen some of their content. And mm -hmm. you guys appeared as an option. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard of just as pilot yet so i started listening to your interviews with um the the first one and the only one that i've fully listened to so far is um with sergio mm -hmm. um, and i thought that was really interesting because who doesn't want to someday become a delta pilot and 
And so I was really interested by that. I really enjoyed the interview. Um, so thanks for producing that content for being on. So I guess let's start with Genesis. Um, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from. When did you kind of figure out that you wanted to get into aviation? How did you go about doing so? Yeah, just tell us, give us a little bit of an intro into your aviation and journey. Yeah, you know, that's a very, like, it's a funny question because I'm actually not directly involved in aviation as a pilot, Whoa. but I'm more like, uh, you know, enjoying it as a hobby or I'm interested in, you know, in um, not like being a pilot itself myself. But um, yes, so I am from Venezuela. I was born and raised in Venezuela. And then I moved to the U.S. when I was 18 years old uh, to pursue my dream to become a doctor. And in the meantime, I met Mao. Uh, Mao is uh, on his journey right now to become a pilot. And what's interesting is that I never thought that I would like aviation in any way, you know? <laughs> Uh, like I would get in a plane and be like, oh, this is cool, but not like, oh, I want to learn more about it. So when yeah. I met Mao, he's like, oh, look at this guy. There's the A320. <laughs> and I was like, what is an A320? <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he, you know, like introduced everything about aviation. And I was like, wow, it's like really cool. And like, I wish I knew a lot about this before because yeah, I, I, I have to like say, Sometimes I wonder if, you know, if I would like uh, second guess myself on the on the career I chose because it's so cool and it's so like passionate to like learn about aviation and aerospace that, um, yes, I'm enjoying it here with Just As Pilot. So that's a really good way to get involved in it. But that's, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And that's fantastic. Um, that's perfect because I tell all my students um, that aviation is so vast. It, you don't have to just be a pilot. I actually have so, someone that was on my podcast. His name is Craig. He's an airport manager. Um, he's, he's not going the corporate or the regional or the airline route or the military route. He's just doing aviation in a different way. Um, and there's photography, there's um, being able to run an FBO, there's creating content around aviation. Uh, my neighbors, my next door neighbors, they design and paint airplanes. So that like aviation is such a vast industry that it's it's more than just being a pilot and it can be just a hobby. So I think that's so cool. Exactly, yes. And you know, um, throughout this journey with Just As Pilot, we have get to speak with really amazing pilots. And I feel like everything they have said has, uh, I could, I can apply to my day-to-day -day life, you know, and like yeah. what I do in my own career. So it's, it's, it's amazing to learn. Yeah. About like it. Yeah. even not as a pilot, you, I mean, I mean, for example, we have this interview with uh, captain Chris, uh, who's a captain for Virgin Atlantic. And I mean, he tells his story and, and he talks about how to become a good captain, uh, but it, it could apply as how to become a good um like a good boss you know or yeah. in any in any field you know and so it's really cool i mean it's really really cool to see that that everybody can i don't know everybody can get involved in aviation and everybody can benefit from it <laughs> yeah no that's fantastic um great and mauricio how did you get into aviation how did you get the bug hi so yeah so i mean 
me, I mean, I've been in love with airplanes since I, I was little. Uh, I mean, as, I think as every pilot, <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my, I don't have, like, no one in my family is a pilot, nor related to aviation in any way. Uh, but my dad always liked airplanes. And when I was young, he used to take me to, like, when we, when we traveled, he used to take me, like, to the airport at least one day when we were on a trip to, you know, to just spot airplanes. And I just fell in love with it. Um, I mean, I, I like I always knew I wanted to do that. I even there's even a, like a newspaper that uh, interviewed me when I was like like six or seven, and I have my mom has it and like, have it, and I say like, oh yeah, what, what do you want to be? And I want to be a pilot, so, you know. So, <laughs> so I've always known that. I'm, I come from Mexico. I did uh, high school there. I lived there for most of my life. But then after high school, I did when. I had to decide to become a pilot. I, just, I moved to the United States uh, to pursue my career in aviation because um, I don't know, I really like in Mexico, aviation is good, but in Mexico, the problem is that you don't have to have a degree to become a pilot. And uh, I really wanted a degree because I think it gives you like a different perspective. And, um, and I really wanted to have that. So that's why I came here to the United States and um, I'm doing my bachelor's in aviation. And uh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just very happy to be here and very happy to fly airplanes and just finally see that my dream is becoming true, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's fantastic. And where are you guys currently located? Uh, we're currently in Miami, uh, but I study in Daytona Beach um, in Florida. And... Um, Genesis. Yeah, I go to FAU, Florida Atlantic University. We live down in South Florida. Um, yeah, so that's how we met each other. Cool, that's awesome. And uh, what's the flight program that you're a part of, Mauricio? So I go to Ember-Riddle. Ember-Riddle. Yeah, I go to Ember-Riddle, and I'm doing my bachelor's in aeronautical sciences, and I'm currently working on my instrument writing. That's awesome. And so... Genesis, um, you go to FAU, Mauricio goes to Emory Riddle. How did you guys meet exactly then? I don't know. Like I have a friend who's uh, well, my roommate, he one day told me, oh, let's go to, to, to South Florida to visit my uncle's house. It was Thanksgiving and I came down here and we met at a friend's house. And um, I don't know, we like. Yeah, <laughs> we've been together for two years and a half now. And that's how. That's how uh, we our baby Justice Pilot was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And what made you guys pick the name Just As Pilot? I thought that was a, a unique name. I mean, you know, I had this this Instagram page for like a long time, but uh, during the pandemic, um, Genesis told me because I stopped flying and I stopped going to school because everything stopped, and so I went back to my country. And since I couldn't go out, I couldn't do anything. Uh, I was like a little, I don't know, I was a little depressed. depressed. Yeah, I mean, not depressed as in like sad, but you could see yeah. that I was like frustrated, you know? Yeah. And Genesis told me like, hey, you, you should do something with that. I mean, it's a really good idea. You know, I've always looked at these YouTubers who are like pilots and I look like, I don't know, I really enjoy his, their content. And I was like, you know, I can do something similar. And I can, I mean, I know there's, I mean, even though I'm not like a, a380 captain or something like that there's still a couple of things i can show to people you know and yeah. um 
So Genesis was like, yeah, let's do something with that. And I mean, the name has been there for a long time. So I, I can't tell you how I came up with that name. Yeah, <laughs> he used just as file basically as a, as a, he had it on Instagram, just like to share, uh, you know, his pictures like or airplanes or like a cool picture on the cabin or things like that. But then I was like, you know, like, I feel like that's, that has a lot of potential. And like, I want to talk to people that, is currently on the field and like they fly planes and because I feel like we are on a generation that we need to show other people uh, how things are done we need to give them the tools and we need to provide as much information as we can so that underrepresented people or whoever is interested in uh, in aviation or any other field has the tools you know um, so that's kind of uh, the, that's kind of how we had the idea to start doing the interviews and start like reaching out to pilots and to uh, astronauts and everyone we want to interview because we want to you know give them the tools and like be able to uh, be a platform for them to to get to this knowledge that's awesome that's so cool i i love it um i really respect especially with aviation the industry it goes up and it goes down. And I really admire people that can adapt. Um, when things went down, it would have been very easy to just go home and not do anything. Um, but to adapt and stay you know, on the ball doing something aviation related, I think is, is huge and is a big testament to the both of you. So that's awesome. Absolutely. No, and same to you. I know that you have a, a podcast where you share a lot of uh, a lot of information to your students and that's great because that shows that you really want to give them the tools and the inspiration and motivation for them to to keep going you know yeah definitely because aviation especially well not aviation but flight training it's it's frustrating and it's hard and it it's long and it's expensive and i feel like um it's very it's it's just, it's easy to give up on because there's so many things pulling you back. Um, there's Absolutely. so many challenges and it's such a long marathon. It, it's like, there's like sprinting and then there's a marathon and flight training is just both like combined. It's like sprinting a marathon. So it's like really hard. So anything to help someone be able to just go one more day, one more lesson, one more flight, um, is is everything so um, yeah absolutely yeah but i guess what is your guys's end goal as just as pilot and also what is your end goal as a pilot or genesis with your hobby with avi aviation what's what why are you guys doing this what's what's the end goal uh so the angle i mean for me personally as a pilot I mean, I want to I wanna become an airline pilot. I want to fly for one of the major airlines here in the U.S. Um, and um, that's the angle. That's always been the angle. I mean, I really enjoy, I really like uh, um, executive aviation and general aviation and all that stuff. But I've always wanted to be, uh, to fly an airliner, uh, you know, one of those long haul <laughs> jets. Yeah. Uh, so that's my end goal. I mean, I don't have like, uh, I would love to fly the A350, but not that's not exactly the angle it's just simply to 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 get to fly around the world and take people with me and that's just my dream 
That's yeah, awesome. that's great. Yeah, when I think about the angle of just as pilot, uh, I have like so many on mine, but the, like, of course, the biggest one is to help people. But then it comes to, you know, we want to be able to like share information with content. We also want to teach. We also want to help in the way that we can um, provide resources for students that want to pursue aviation. We have had so many people reaching out and be like, I really want to study aviation. I want to become a pilot or I want to do uh, aerospace engineering, but I don't have the resources. Do you know about a scholarship? Do you know about a program I can apply to? Or where should I go? Uh, you know, who should I contact? And I've, I think Mao uh, in Embry-Riddle, for example, he, for just in his university, he knows uh, who to reach out and same for me, um, especially with um, financial situations. And I think that's very important and that's something not a lot of um, platforms in social media do. And that's something that people should be talking about, you know, because aviation is expensive career. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the angle as well. That's awesome. So I guess the, the next question is, what tips and advice would you have to someone if they're, um, whether they're in the United States or Africa or South America or Europe, no matter where they are, um, what tips and advice do you have to these pilots that they don't know how to, they're going to pay for it, where to go, what to do? Um, what was your experience and how did you get to Emory Riddle and begin your flight training and what what worked and what didn't work? I think that the most important part um, is to reach out to, because for example, when I, when I finished high school, I still didn't know anything about Embry-Riddle, um, but I went uh, one year, I took one year off and I went to Canada to study French. And while I was there, since I was like, I was studying French, but French, but it wasn't that serious. I, on the weekends, I used to do a lot of traveling so, and in Canada, the weather, like, sometimes is really bad. So you spend a lot of times in airports. So, I mean, I, one day I was like, I'm going to start talking to pilots and ask them, I mean, they're about their journey and about how can I become a pilot? Uh, what, what are my options and everything? And that's when I need, like, that, that's when I, uh, that I got to know Embry-Riddle because most of the, most of them told me about Embry-Riddle. Most of them told me about that I need to get a degree, uh, that I need to get a degree and fly school, which I didn't know at the time. And I mean, that happened because I reached out, you know, if I didn't do that, I, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know. I would have gone to fly school and then go back to Mexico and then never realized um, what, it, what exactly it takes to become a pilot, you know? So reach out is one of the most important things. And um and that's what exactly that does, as Hennessy said, we have we want to have just as pilot as a platform so people can reach out. Uh, so that, I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah, I think people are not aware that there are a lot of resources uh, online and directly speaking to these universities and, uh, you know, advising them about your situation. It is like very popular to uh, think that there are not a lot of opportunities for people to become pilots in other countries. Uh, but if you are part of an underserved country or you are on, on a situation uh, 
out of your hands, you should 100% reach out. Reach out to people that are on this media, reach out to universities, call, tell them about your specific situation because 100% your story matters and you are gonna find your way through, um, through all of this hardship, you know? And if yeah. this is your call, then take it. That's the other thing, like during the pandemic, uh, we know aviation was one of the most affected fields. And I think a lot of people were very discouraged on pursuing it. So I am not entirely sure the right way is to like share that you should not become a pilot because aviation has, you know, uh, hardships sometimes. Yes. And you have to do it. If it's your call, you do it. Go do yeah. it. <laughs> I 100% encourage you to go out of your out of your comfort zone and just pursue it because it's going to be 100% worth it if it's truly your dream. But as you say, you have to adapt, of course, you know, uh, many pilots who just graduated and they're not hiring, they need to do something else. It's not, it's not, it's not only about like, oh, I'm going to wait because I'm only going to be a pilot and I'm not going to do anything until I'm a pilot. You know, you have to do something. I mean, if they're not hiring, go learn something else, do a master's, get another degree, uh, start whatever, a business, whatever, get prepared to study hard. And then when the time comes, you'll be ready to apply for that job, you know. Um, but for sure, start studying aviation. And if that's your goal, you should never like say, oh, no, right now they're not hiring because at, that, at one point they will, you know, or if it's about the money. I mean, there's always a way. I mean, I've known so many people that didn't have anything and uh, they found their way to, I mean, my brother, he got a 100% scholarship in Korea. Wow. Uh, they even paid him for food, housing, everything, you know? So if there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, yeah. and you don't have to be like the smartest person in the world to get this help, you know? <laughs> you just have to be hardworking and determined right. and tell your story. Once you share your story, because I'm 100% you have a story, um, the doors will open automatically for you. I completely agree. Um, whenever someone's like, yeah, I want to be a pilot, but it's, it's hard and I don't have any money and, and they start listing excuses. Um, yeah. it's, um, they're, it's, they're not excuses, they're reasons because those are real things. Um, but I love talking to people that, that figured it out anyways, um, that, went to the airport, they talked to pilots, they cleaned hangars, they cleaned airplanes, they, they just hung around, like they just, just chilled. They just watched airplanes all day and met people and they would go up to people and meet them and um, share contact info. They would make phone calls to different flight schools and like, that's what you have to do. If you really want it, you know, you gotta earn it. You gotta, you gotta put in some elbow grease. So I think that's really, just fantastic advice from both of you. Thanks. Um, I'm curious as to what was it like uh, coming from uh, Latin America to the United States? Um, was it your first time coming? Did you already know English? Uh, what advice would you have to someone coming from Latin America that maybe um, where English is still a challenge to them? What, what advice do you have? Well, um, I came to the U.S. when I was 18. I'm 21 now, so I've been here for around three years. Cool. Yeah, it's it's been great. But 
my English was not perfect in any way. I had been preparing to speak English since I was, I think, 10 years old, but it was very slow. In Latin America, I think we're all introduced to English, but very basic courses, you know, like mm -hmm. I am, you are, he is, she is, <laughs> that kind of thing. But when I came to the U.S. when I was 18, I started going to I started going to a community college to take English classes because that was the cheapest option for me and I started watching Netflix shows listening to music everything in English like crazy because I I wanted that bad I you know I wanted to speak English really bad because I wanted to go to school I wanted to meet people uh, everything that goes in between so that's what I I did um I got involved a lot with um, friends that spoke English, everything that I could. And yeah, that's how it's been with English for me. And what I suggest other people that are trying to do the same is to listen as much as you can to uh, podcasts, listen to this podcast for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> watch YouTube videos, watch Netflix in English and put your subtitles in English. And you know, that that's how you, uh, that's a way to prepare for it for sure yeah on my side uh, I mean I always knew that English was like a must because I mean aviation everything is in English in aviation so since I was a little my my parents always made me like do because as, as uh, Genesis said in Latin America like in school they teach us a very, a very best basic English so my 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 dad and my mom, they always took me to like extra English courses and everything because I always knew I was going to need uh, to speak English, right? Uh, even if I if I didn't end up um, studying in the United States, you still need English as a pilot. I mean, everything is in English. So, so if, I mean, before learning to fly a, an airplane, before learning about math, you have to learn English. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you won't get anywhere if you don't. I mean, it is not about getting perfect English, uh, having like a perfect English because I don't have, uh, but uh, but at least you know you have to to really work hard on it, and it will just make your life easier. That's awesome, so cool, and uh, well, I always admire anyone who learns a different language and then has to learn how to speak on the radio. Like that's just to me, I. I tip my hat to anyone that does that because that's that's difficult. I um I couldn't even imagine going to like I don't know France having to learn French and then speak on the radio like that would be so <laughs> difficult. So anyone that does that and has the courage to to do that, I think is that's awesome. Um, but yeah, awesome. when I when I when I in my freshman year. I was so scared about radio calls and all that, <laughs> uh, but I reached out and uh, I realized that Embry Riddle has this, um, like, it's called ATC Communications or foreign for foreign students or something like that. And there's like an extra, it's not even a class, it's just like something you do in the afternoons uh, uh, like for tutoring. a couple of weeks, like tutoring, uh, where there's like a CFI with you and they go like, you know like step by step how does it work and you know you just get you prepared you know and if I hadn't done that I don't know I think I think I would I don't know it was so useful you know and yeah. uh, I mean Ember Real has that tool 
but I'm sure there are many tools online that if people are scared of that, uh, they can, they can, I don't know, they can look it up online and, and learn because it's doable, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Mauricio, what are the pros and what are the cons of Emery Riddle? What, what have you liked about it? And what has, what, what are maybe not some cons, but just things that people should be aware of if they want to go to Emery Riddle? I mean, Emery Riddle is, is, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, it's known for being expensive and, yeah. uh, but if you have the means, absolutely, uh, it's a hundred percent worth it. I mean, uh, many people complain about the price and they say this is extremely overpriced, it but is. <laughs> I mean, and it is, you know, but I wouldn't say that it's overpriced because I haven't seen anywhere the kind of like uh, equipment they have or the kind of, you know, like the school is like, I don't know, it's, it's a, uh, they, they like the, the way they do everything is just, um, uh, how do I say like top of the line I don't know like uh, so so I think if you have the means you should definitely do it now if you do not have the means it's not like if you are not if you don't go to Embry Real you're not gonna make it absolutely not I don't think that the school is the is the is what makes you a good pilot or anything like that so yeah don't go to a great school go to a school that makes you great exactly exactly so (laughs) So I would, yeah, no, if, 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 of course, financially, like many people can't go to Ember Riddle and they shouldn't be like, oh no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to make it or I'm not ever, I'm not, I'm never going to be as great. Absolutely not. I mean, uh, you can be great anywhere. I know so many, um, so many of my friends didn't go to Ember Riddle and they're great pilots. Uh, there are better pilots sometimes than most of the, my friends at Ember Riddle. So that it doesn't, it's not about that. It, but if you can go to Ember Riddle, and take advantage of it because sometimes people do invest the money on it and they don't take advantage on it. They, they just go partying every weekend and stuff like that. Or and even at their own flight schools, you know, there are so many tools at any institution that you go that you should take advantage of everything that you that you're given. Yeah, because you're investing your time and your money. So yeah. so I mean you, you have to take it serious. You have to 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 study to take advantage of the opportunities the, like network that's so important and i think every riddle does give you that and helps you in that way um but it's absolutely not not like the only way and yeah. for someone that is doesn't know a whole lot about flight training but they want to become a pilot what's the difference between like emery riddle and just like an independent flight instructor or like a smaller flight school so like the difference uh, from what I know, I mean, is that uh, you can either go to, um, you can do like to apply to, for an airline, you can do, um, you can go to college and uh, do flight training and Embry-Riddle, what, it, what they do is that they combine both. So you can do your uh, bachelor's degree while at the same time you, you are on your, um, you're doing your flight training. Uh, it takes more time because I mean, as you're taking your classes, you're you're also flying, so you're not you you won't be flying as much as you would on a flight school. But uh, at the end, you would end up at the end of the four years. I mean, on average, you would end up having both your degree and your and your and all your licenses, right? So then you'll still have to work on your hours because um, with Embry Riddle, you you need to have a thousand hours to apply. Uh, 
to apply for an airline because when you have when you do a, when you have a college degree you can um, instead of being five one thousand five hundred hours you can apply at one thousand hours but still yeah. you have to work on that so uh, many people become flight instructors at Embry Riddle and for example for us at inter as internationals since we're on a on an F one visa uh, which is a student visa we have to we have the we, at Embry Riddle we have the opportunity to to if we get a job as an instructor there, we get the opportunity to over time apply for a green card, which is great because while we're working on an hour on our flight hours, we can work on our um, on our immigration um, status. Status, yeah. yeah. So that that is great. Yeah, and, that's great for international students. Yeah. So if you you can still go to a flight school, and um, and uh, I mean you have to do a lot of hours, and you'll maybe. Put a little more effort um but uh, but yeah i think that's the difference awesome and are you guaranteed a flight instructor spot once you get there? no no absolutely not you still have to apply. to apply you still have to do the interview uh of course you get like you have more chances uh but no absolutely not uh you can you can i mean they can reject you you can fail your cfi uh, many things can happen. For example, now with COVID, uh, Embry-Riddle stopped hiring uh, CFIs. So many of my friends who graduated didn't get a job, but not because they couldn't, it's just because they're not hiring. So yeah. life can happen, you know? So absolutely not. It's not, it's not guaranteed, um, but it at least you have like the option, the right? Chance, yeah. 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 Well, cool. And um. Well, I guess what are some stories that you have from just flying from your private pilot and instrument rating uh, training? Do you have any fun stories, cool stories? Um, yeah, what, what have been some of your favorite flights, some of your least favorite flights? Uh, you know, there's this, uh, you know, Daytona Beach is located right like a couple, like, um, uh, like 45 minutes away from uh, the Kennedy Space Center. Mm -hmm. uh so one time um i was on a flight uh, i was with my instructor and i had a friend with me and we went flying i was just doing some maneuvers and everything and one of my the my the passenger my friend who was in the back uh, screamed and said look at that and i got scared because i thought there was an airplane and uh, <laughs> at the beginning i was like what where <laughs> And I was looking for an airplane, so I, I didn't see anything. And I was like, well, what, what am I supposed to be looking at? <laughs> and he said, like, no, no, look in the sky. And suddenly I, I stare and I look and there was a, a rocket launch. And I mean, I was inspecting that. And I mean, I don't know, maybe for some people that's normal. But for me, it wasn't. <laughs> I would pass out in the middle of the uh, <laughs> I, We stopped doing what we were doing. I, we just stared for a couple minutes to the to the rocket. And it was amazing. I mean, it was very close. and. I was not expecting that. I mean, I knew there was a TFR um, over Cape Canaveral that, that day, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting to see a rocket launch so close and in the air. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's a, such a cool story. I, I doubt there's a lot of pilots that get to say that they've seen that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's very cool. I mean, uh, there's also one thing if you fly it out of Daytona uh, that you can, I haven't had the chance to see it, but they, they, I, I know some friends who had that you, you know, in the airport, there's the international speedway for NASCAR cars and some friends go flying 
and see the the NASCAR, the races and everything. So that's cool. I haven't seen that, but that's another thing I'm looking forward to see. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and in Florida, you get a lot of opportunity to fly IFR, correct? Because there's a lot of clouds. There's always going to be yeah. clouds and rain. So. Yeah, when, when you're doing your private, that's kind of <laughs> not very good because there's a lot of thunderstorms. I mean, um, so many times I had to cancel flights because uh, weather. So you're doing your private here in Florida. It can be a little bit uh, tough. Um, you won't fly a lot. Right? So you have to be prepared for that. But when you're doing your instrument, you definitely get, uh, you definitely can benefit from it because, I mean, I know most of my friends, I haven't had a chance, but most of my friends have gone to minimums in their Cessna in their, while doing their instrument. That, that's, not, that's not something many people experience uh, while they're doing their instrument. Sometimes you're with the foggles and that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, but here you get to experience actual uh, instrument conditions. So that's good. That's something good about Florida. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, uh, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm originally from Atlanta, and I live out in Utah. I went to school at Brigham Young University, and when I was at school, I just decided I want to be a pilot, so I, I went to a flight school called Cornerstone Aviation in Salt Lake. And, uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, and so I got all my ratings there. Um, I did my single-engine add-on and my CFI um, part 61 with just an independent flight instructor. And I did that in my own airplane. I, I got a one third share in a little Piper Cherokee. Wow. And I started training flight students in that. And um, yeah, and I start um, Sky West, uh, my, my first officer training on the 27th of this month. No way, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Um, Mauricio, do you know which uh, regional airline you'd like to go to? Honestly, not yet, because I mean, um, as I as I said, well, I'm, I'm on an F1 visa, so I still have a long wait because uh, to apply for regionals, because I still have to finish my degree and I still have to uh, become a CFI, work with them. And that takes, uh, I mean, once I graduate, that takes around two to three years. Uh, so I still have like five years to apply to, to an airline, uh, well, to a regional. So I'm still not sure. I haven't, I haven't been, uh, I mean, doing a lot of research about it um, because I've been focusing on what I'm doing now. Um, but I mean, uh, of, I mean, I, I, the ones I like and that most of my friends uh, have gone to is to Endeavor. Um, but honestly, I can't tell you, and I won't say that one is better than another one because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'll be grateful. Uh, just to get any job at any uh, any any regional, SkyWest, Endeavor, anyone, uh, anywhere. I mean, I'll be just grateful to have a job. That's awesome. What about you? Um, How I, did you realize you wanted to go to to SkyWest? I I applied to SkyWest and to Endeavor, and I got offered um, jobs at both. I won. I wanted to do Endeavor because, um, you know, the, they're a pathway to Delta. And right. my father is a Delta 737 captain. And, wow. and so I, I, 
I was really tempted to do that. And they also fly out of Atlanta, which is my home city. Um, but I currently live in Utah where SkyWest has its headquarters and one of its major bases. And they also have so many bases and so many aircraft and they've never really furloughed a pilot. So they had a lot of really attractive things that I, I thought were really important um, in terms of multiple bases, lots of airplanes. Um, and they also get hired by, you know, Delta, United American, Alaska, the majors. And we also fly for all four of those majors. So it's, it's nice for when you want to travel, you can travel on a Alaska or American or United or Delta, especially when me and my wife who lives in, my wife is from Chile and her family lives in Chile. So it, it will, it'll be nice to be able to say, okay, let's fly Delta to Chile. Oh wait, no, the, all the seats are taken. Let's, let's take an American flight instead and we can get there. So it just kind of opened that door for us. So that's kind of why I chose SkyWest, even though Endeavor, Envoy, Horizon, all of those regionals are great. Republic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. I definitely, uh, when I apply, I will definitely reach out to you so you can help me with that. <laughs> I would love to. That would be my honor. But, but fantastic. That's pretty much um, all of my, my questions for, for the both of you. Um, but if you guys have anything else that you want like to share, maybe um, if you want to plug your, your Instagram or, or your podcast or your YouTube channel, um, go right ahead. Yeah, sure. You can follow us on Instagram as Just As Pilot. And we are also on Facebook as Just As Pilot. And our YouTube channel is Just As Pilot. So Just As Pilot everywhere. <laughs> and thank you so much for having us here. We're really grateful to be here. And it's been great to talk to you. You are a very inspiring pilot. And I wish you the best in your career. And I know you'll have the best. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. I mean... It's so good to see that more people like us are doing kind of a similar thing and are encouraging people um, to, to, I don't know, to just get inspired, to do better. And that's just great. I mean, I wish I wish I, I met someone like you and I met someone like me when I was <laughs> younger. So, so that's great. And I think, I mean, as you as a CFI, uh, that really makes you a good CFI. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. That means a lot. Um, we'll be in contact and maybe in a couple of years from now, we'll have you guys back on so that you can give us an update on what's going on. And um, thank you so much for your time, my friends. Thank you. I'm in the clouds, your friends are dead, don't hear a sound Shot to shred about 30 rounds, fire pilot, I don't mess around Hit KOL, we shut it down, from USA to Chinatown Better hope that chick stays with you, better hope that bitch bulletproof House party, I'm on the roof, young Chavo brought them gravy pies For a country bunk and I'm 285, or 400 to the sunrise Until South lands on the north side, killers on the roof, we out of sight Burn up, burn up, burn up, burn up, burn up Yeah, 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 yeah. Put the bunk and I'm 25. I'm going to the sunrise. RSK, let it play, boy. Chill out, chill out.
gas, digital dash, let me know.